listening to Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church. Stephen Pollock is the pastor of Free Presbyterian Church of Malvern, Pennsylvania. The church is located at the junction of 401 and Mallon Road. Thank you for joining us today as Dr. Pollock opens the Word of God and lets the Bible speak. In Psalm 143, a psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, and my soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee, in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble, and of thy mercy cut off mine enemies, and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I, I am thy servant. Amen. May God indeed bless our souls in his word tonight. Now, this is a psalm that contains prayers that are prayed when the psalmist is feeling overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, the word is used there in the verse number four. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. And the Hebrew word for overwhelmed here speaks of being covered over. It's along with the word for desolate there, there are parallels in verse number four. Overwhelmed, and my heart within me is desolate. It has a sense of being covered over with distress. It's a metaphorical term that speaks of this sense of being all encompassed in a particular trial or in a particular emotion. Desolate, a fainting soul. We can certainly get to that place in our Christian lives. In this psalm, the cause is persecution from the enemies. Verse number three, for the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me dwell in darkness those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. Of course, in David's case, there are several times in his life where there are those who are seeking his life. They're seeking to destroy him. You think of Saul or Absalom and other occasions in his life. But my thoughts tonight do not so much go to the cause as to the consequence. I want to think about this experience of being overwhelmed. I've certainly felt that in my life. Times where I just felt absolutely overwhelmed in a certain situation. 
Perhaps it might have been some future fear. The future caused me to feel overwhelmed, the prospect, the unknown tomorrows. And you feel overwhelmed with the anxiety and the fear of what tomorrow might bring. Of course, also at other times there are present problems. There seems no way out, no solution, and you feel your soul is really overwhelmed in the present experience. There'll be very particular times in your life, but I, I doubt that many of you have been saved for long without at some point in your life feeling the sense of being overwhelmed. I listen to the words of Psalm 77, the verses 2 and 3. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Here's some definition of terms when we think of this matter being overwhelmed. It is this sense of a soul refusing to be comforted. This sense of just no peace. No refuge, no exit point in the present situation being covered in the trial. Or the Psalm 102, the verse number one is the title, A Prayer of the Afflicted When He's Overwhelmed and Pours Out His Complaint Before the Lord. Hear my prayer, Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. My heart is smitten, withered like grass. So I forget to eat my bread. And here we see the physical things that come alongside these spiritual battles. The sense of being overwhelmed that there's a, a loss of appetite. And in verse 5, By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. Loss of appetite and weight loss. Alongside this matter of being spiritually overwhelmed. So what do we do when we feel this way? Well, Psalm 143 again, the verse number 5, gives us some pointers, some clues. And the psalmist says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. Memory, meditation, and musing. And that's the way to remedy this overwhelmed soul that is to think upon redemption stories. And the people of God must reflect upon the works of God. I meditate on all thy works, I muse in the works of thy hands. Here's taking time, considering God and all of his ways. That in turn leads to trust in the Lord. Verse number eight, for in thee do I trust. When we remember God and meditate upon God and his ways, so in turn we further our trust or reliance upon God, we believe in God, which then in turn leads to the attitude of prayer, verse number six, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. When we are overwhelmed and we consider God, then those who trust in God, they come to want God himself. They don't just want a change of circumstances, although we'll see that's part of the prayers, but they want to know God. They thirst after the very presence of God in the midst of their trials of being overwhelmed in this world. It's a very helpful pattern just to understand in all days, not just when we're overwhelmed. Think upon God, trust in the Lord, turn to the Lord. Very simple. Think, trust, turn. And so when we're overwhelmed, we need to have the Word, we need to read the Word, and we need to meditate upon the Word. 
And so out of this prayer of trust, when the psalmist is feeling this sense of being overwhelmed, we then get to learn and see, well, what is the experience of the psalmist in such a time? What does it mean to be overwhelmed and how do we get out of such an experience? I, I do pray that by God's grace, this will be stored up in your hearts. We're only perhaps one phone call away from such an experience. One particular trial tomorrow may thrust us into the point that we feel overwhelmed in our souls. And so be ready, be prepared. And so note, first of all, in these times of being overwhelmed, note, first of all, the psalmist's fear. That's verse number seven. Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pits. There's the fear. That I'm going to be like those who go down into the pit. Now, in the context of the psalm, his fear is actual death. That's his concern, that such is the trial that he will end up losing his very life. And so he's turning to God that his life would be spared. But if I can turn that around into the battles that we have in our souls spiritually, we certainly, when we're overwhelmed, we fear losing our very grip on God. Questions surface. Why, Lord? How long, Lord? Why are these things occurring in my life? Why are you allowing me to be overwhelmed in this particular circumstance? You think of the disciples on the boat. They're overwhelmed, aren't they? Fear is overcoming them, and they say to the Lord, Carest thou not that we perish? And what does the Lord do? Well, of course, he deals with the problem, but he also rebukes their unbelief. Little faith or no faith, depending on the gospel. And you find that faith is the trial, the sense of being overwhelmed in a circumstance, puts pressure upon a soul's faith in God. And the worry is, if I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to be like those who go down to the pits. I'm going to succumb to unbelief. I'm going to lose my grip on God. You could turn back to the Psalm 73. You'll see the psalm of Asaph there. We see that that's exactly what Asaph encountered. Verse number 13, he describes, or verse 14, sorry, he describes his circumstances for all the day long. Have I been plagued and chastened every morning? And in the midst of that trial, he looks back to verse number 13. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. And if I can then turn you back to verse number two, and he says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. Such has been his trial, his plagues, his chastisement, that he's got to the point that he's almost slipped and lost his footing altogether. It's been a waste of time trusting in God. And I know, and I've spoken to people and experienced people, they've got to that point in their lives. And such is the overwhelming oppression they feel in their circumstances that they're almost about to lose their grip on God. Praise God, the elect cannot lose their grip on God because they're kept by the power of God. But in our trials, that is our fear. We do not want to be those who succumb to unbelief and we let go of God. We don't want that to be our experience. 
lest I be like them that go down into the pit. That's his fear. Which in the second place then leads to his fervency. Verse number 7. Hear me speedily, O Lord. What happens when we are overwhelmed? What happens when somebody succumbs to deep spiritual depression? Well, oftentimes what happens is they enter into a state of spiritual inertia, inactivity. They sit back. They feel incapable of any action. Such is the weight upon their souls that they, they even doubt their ability to look up towards the Lord and they find themselves cast into a hole out of which they can see no rescue. And they feel incapable of action. But that is when we must fight the fight of faith. That is when, if we're involved in caring for others, we must, we must exhort them, we must counsel them, we must tell them, no, you need to get to God and ask for God to hear you speedily. Speedily. This is a prayer of fervent faith. It's a prayer of faith. You pray to God, hear me speedily. You have to believe certain things about God. You have to believe that he is able to come quickly. He's able to either bring grace or bring change. That's your need, isn't it? When you're overwhelmed, either change the circumstances or give me grace in the circumstances. And as you come before God and you say, hear me speedily, you've got to believe that he's able to come speedily. Now the Lord, Lord does not always come speedily. He was in no hurry to Mary and Martha's side when they're grieved with Lazarus' death. The Lord, for his own purpose and for his glory, may not come speedily. But it is still the right of the child of God to petition God in faith, in fervent faith. Say, Lord, come speedily. When you look at some of the occurrences of that prayer elsewhere in the Psalms, you'll see the consistent theme is of being overwhelmed in trouble. Psalm 69, hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Psalm 102, verse 2, hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thy need unto me in the day when I call, answer me speedily. That's the speed they desire. We can be bold in prayer like that. The very day that I call, answer me. You're not waiting uh, for a, a week or two weeks for the return call. You cry unto God and God is able to come speedily. You've got to believe. You have to believe. It's a prayer of fervent faith. It's a prayer that recognizes that without God's speedy actions, the situation is grave. This picture of being overwhelmed, being covered. You think of the tragedy of a man perhaps in the sea and the waves are overwhelming his head. He arises once, cries for help. Twice, cries for help. Perhaps not to arise a third time. You can, you can sense the urgency. Hear me speedily. I'm at the very point of ruin. The end of my life, and so it is for us spiritually. We feel overwhelmed in our circumstances. We rise once, we rise twice, and we're crying unto God, hear me speedily. Young people, you may not realize that you can get to such a point in your life, but you can. 
where life comes in upon you in such a way and you're overwhelmed by, by the sense of darkness all around you. Oh, it's such a time. Do not doubt God. Do not doubt your faith. True believers can get to this point of being overwhelmed. But in such a time, hear me speedily. These are fervent prayers. And so you see his fear and his fervency, and then you see his focus. His focus in verse number seven. Hide not thy face from me. His focus is on the need for God's face. Now that's, a, that's a very often used Hebraism in terms of the, the, the culture and the language of the, the Hebrew world. To be before someone's face was to be in their presence. And for a king's face to be towards you, it was to have their favor and to enjoy their grace. You know, Psalm 30, verse number 7 says this, Lord, by thy favor thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. And then you see the opposites, favor and the hiding of the face. So the showing of the face is to show the favor of God. And so the Psalm 27, we know, we know the refrain, When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. So what's the opposite? If God hides his face, it is the psalmist being put afar off. Joseph hiding his face from his brothers. Sense in which he's not in their presence. Not inviting their company. The psalmist in Psalm 143, as he says, hide not thy face from me. What he's acknowledging is that his only solution is in God. God is the only way, the only one to turn to in times when we feel overwhelmed. And at such times, I want to point out very quickly five things you should pray for. Out of this focus, there are very particular petitions that arise. And these are petitions, let me suggest to you, that you should pray at all times. Not just when you're overwhelmed, but particularly when you're overwhelmed. You should pray, let me hear of God's mercy every day. Verse number eight, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. That's a wonderful prayer. This is looking to the days when the word of God was read and listened to. We, of course, we have our own Bibles. We lift our Bibles and we, we hear ourselves read the word. But what a thought it would be for the king to rise in the morning and to, to call someone to come and take the scroll down and read the scroll. Oh, read me. Read me Exodus chapter 12. You're like, read me the lamb that was slain so that the wrath of God passed over the people under the blood. Let me hear of your loving kindness, the chesed of God, the mercy of God. What a prayer that is every morning to rise up and say, Lord, let me hear of your loving kindness. That should be your burden. The minute your feet hit the ground, I need to be reminded of God's mercy today. If I'm not, what's his life all about? I need to know I walk in the mercy of God. Let me hear. Perhaps in times when you're overwhelmed and you find it difficult to pick up your Bible, that is the time perhaps to call a friend and say, could you read the word to me? 
or get down that Bible app and listen to it being read. If you cannot read, then listen to the Word. These are things that are of utmost importance. So pray, let me hear God's mercy every day. Let me be guided by God in every action. Verse number eight and the second part. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. You think of the promise of Proverbs chapter 3. We acknowledge God. He directs our paths. The one who's overwhelmed is very conscious of darkness all around. And it's hard to know what to do. Lord, guide me. That's really the experience oftentimes. And the reason that people feel overwhelmed is because they do not know what step to take next. So here, here's the prayer in such a time. Lord, you guide me. Through your word and by your providence, you guide my steps. You've promised to do so. So, Lord, cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. You should pray in the third place that you will be able to do what is right in every circumstance. Verse number 10, teach me to do thy will. See, when we're overwhelmed, we are spiritually weak. And in such times, the tendency is that we may succumb to temptation. And so when times we feel overwhelmed, we must pray with all the more fervency. Teach me not what is your will, but teach me to do your will. Instruct my soul that I would walk in your statutes. For it's only by the grace of God that we obey. We should pray in the fourth place that we would know victory over every enemy. Verse number 9, deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. Verse number 11, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Verse 12, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul. Now, of course, here, the psalmist is talking about people with swords. He's got actual enemies in mind. He could quite readily cut his head off. But, you know, we find ourselves in similar battles. You think of the Romans chapter 8 passage. Paul says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. There's a battle waged, but there's a conquering, a victory in Christ Jesus. But who are the enemies? What are the all things? In all these things we are more than conquerors. What are the all things? Well, verse number 35 Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? These are the enemies over which a child of God can know conquest. Spiritual battles, physical battles, turmoil, troubles, and distresses. We are more than conquerors. We pray, Lord, Lord, make me, make me more than conquer in my circumstances. Give me victory over my every enemy. And finally, we should pray that we would know spiritual vitality in every moment. Hear God's mercy every day. Be guided by God in every action. Do what is right in every circumstance. Know victory over every enemy. And know spiritual vitality in every moment. Verse 11. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. And that word for quicken, we sang the paraphrase of the psalm. And it had that word, revive me. Revive, that's the sense. The word group for life. Psalm 119, use it very, very often. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Verse number 107. 
Verse 149 of Psalm 119. Quicken me according to thy judgment. 156. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Oh, spiritual life is promised. The psalmist continually says, Quicken me according to thy word. What does that mean? Oh, you've promised me life in Christ. Spiritual vitality. Spiritual life. So quicken me according to your promise. Of course, like all promises and covenant, these promises are sealed by Christ's blood, guaranteed by the blood shed upon Calvary. Therefore, claim the promise, quicken me according to thy word. You see, when we are overwhelmed, we feel, we feel spiritually dead. We're not. The Lord does not put out the smoking flax. We're not spiritually dead, but there is that need for quickening. The sense of being overwhelmed and we know no spiritual life and we want the Lord to come and quicken us again. See, for the believer, there are seasons when we are indeed and will be overwhelmed in our souls. The Psalm 69 gives another, another account of such a time. It says, Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. In the Psalm 69 and the verse number 9 says, For the zeal of mine house hath eaten me up. The Psalm 69 is a messianic psalm. Christ prophetically in Psalm 69 is touched with a feeling of our infirmities. Prophetically, our Savior says, I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Where do you see Christ being overwhelmed? Deep sorrow of soul. You see it as he sweats drops of blood in the garden. You see the agony he experiences that time. The deep waters that come over his soul, whereby he is touched with a feeling of our infirmities. And he's able to give you grace to help in your time of need, even when that need is being totally overwhelmed in a particular trial. What a gracious, kind Savior we have. What a wise God we have that our high priest would experiencing would experiencing would experience sorry some of the trials that we experience, whereby even tonight we have a man in the glory who tonight is able to minister grace to our souls. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Let the Bible Speak from Malvern Free Presbyterian Church. If you'd like more information about the gospel or the church, please call 610-993-3170 or email malvernfpc at yahoo.com. We extend an invitation to all to join us as we worship the Lord each week. You will be made very welcome. The church is situated at 80 Mallon Road, Malvern, Pennsylvania, at the junction of 401 and Mallon Road. We meet for worship on the Lord's Day at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. A Bible study and prayer meeting is also held on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We preach Christ crucified.